the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. All right, y'all welcome Mr. Zachary Bigley. Check mic one, two. All right, all right. How y'all doing? Good, 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 good. Um, so that video was day one, and so by uh, Friday we'll have an accumulation of more pictures and videos, and so we'll have a full one from like the whole camp. So um, to be continued, you'll understand that now. And um, so we're having a blast. There was like I gave an altar call for people to get born again, and nine people stood up uh, to receive Jesus. Now, amen, yeah. Now, uh, I've preached a lot, and um, sometimes you may have someone answer that call multiple times. And as I said before, you know what? Hey, I'm going to give the call. We're going to let God sort it all out. Amen? Isn't that good news that we ain't got to try to figure it out and be the, the judger of people's salvation? We, we just give the opportunity, and uh, maybe one of them will stick. Amen? <laughs> so we trust the Lord, and He is so faithful. Thank you so much, Pastor, for letting me be a part of this. And um, I know we got the day camp uh, in, the, in the morning, so are we doing this every single night, the rest of the night too, tomorrow night, and then Friday night we're going to come back for, for the adult revival. Amen? Hey, I'm in, I'm in, I'm here. So uh, I was preaching last week in Georgia. I was in uh, East Dublin, Georgia. Now, if you're curious where East Dublin, Georgia is, uh, you may have uh, heard of this group or this this family, um, and one of the daughters is named Honey Boo Boo. Anybody ever heard of them? Mama June and what's the dad's name? I forgot his name. Anyway, I was preaching about 30 minutes from where all of that was going down, where they lived. So I was in middle Georgia. And it was awesome. So we had, uh, it was a four-day revival, Sunday through Wednesday, and I was preaching each night. And uh, as I was preaching, it's like the meetings begin to build on each other. And that's just a really neat uh, experience to see. Now, we were out there, and I'm talking, it wasn't just a kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya church. I mean, we had, we had church, you understand, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see you, I see you, sis. You know what I'm talking about. We had church, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, we get it. We understand it. Okay. We had church. Um, People were getting healed in their bodies, right? I said people were getting healed in their bodies. Let me say it again in case case you forgot what that means. I said they were getting healed in their bodies, y'all. That means they were hurting, and then they weren't hurting no more. And they didn't have to go to the doctor, and we didn't have to, you know, beg God and all this stuff. They just started receiving their healing. It was pretty cool. Uh, One little girl before the service, I'm talking maybe seven years old, the way the church was set up, it was, uh, it was, you know, country church out in rural rural Georgia. So you walk in, you got your foyer, and then you walk into the church. Like, that's that's the church right there. You got your pews and the stage, and it was just all kind of right there. And so they have these altar benches, right? And this one little girl came up with her grandma. Before I even preached, y'all came in there and wanted to invite Jesus into her heart. Come on now. You know God's moving when a little kid wants to get saved before the preacher even gets up and starts preaching. Other kids, one night we, we got filled with the Holy Ghost. Our brother was talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. We I talked about that and um and the altar, just people getting filled with the Holy Spirit. One 
One young man came up, he was dealing with autism, and his grandma brought him and his sister up, and, and I'm getting ready to pray for him, and, and I mean, this is, this is how it was affecting him. He's standing there, and as I'm getting ready to minister to him, he was, you know, doing this with his shoulder to his, to his uh, head. I mean, he was, he was affected by it, right? And uh, good kid, though, right? So I'm just being gentle, and sometimes you just got to be led. Sometimes you can be kind of rough with people, and then sometimes you just need to be gentle, right? And so I, I sense I need to be gentle with this guy, and uh, I prayed for him, just some, some gentle prayer. And this altar was full of people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And so I was done ministering. I came over, chairs were over about right here, and I sat down. I was like, I had this, this young man come sit by me. So he's sitting there. We're watching this whole scene unfold. And, uh, and he's sitting there, and all of a sudden he says to me, he goes, I got ADHD, I got to get up and move around. Like, all right, cool, man, yeah, go ahead. I, hey, I get it, man, do your thing. So he's walking around, and he's dealing with autism. So he's, he's uh, kind of in his head a little bit, and he doesn't really, um, you know, he's just dealing with what he's dealing with. And he's standing there, I'm sitting down, he's just kind of taking in the scene, and he tells me, he goes, I'm feeling all kinds of emotions, good emotions. So he tells me good emotions i was like oh yeah like like happy like joy he's like joy i said well, go ahead and smile and so he's just standing there. he goes <laughs> it was awesome man it was so cool and i love jesus he meets us right where we're at and if it's something as simple as letting a young teenage boy dealing with autism just to feel some good emotions and not be angry and upset just have a moment in church where he's smiling and happy isn't it good to know that God's okay with us being happy and joyful and smiling? Whoa! So anyway, we had church. Uh, got over that that same night. The pastor comes up to me. He's like, he's like, I want to um, I want to extend it a night. He goes, you, you know, you got anything booked? I'm like, no. You know, asking a preacher to preach longer. You know, that's like asking a bulldog, does he want a steak? You know what I mean? Or pastor guy, do you want to play the guitar? Of course. I mean, come on. You know. And um, and so we went over. We ended up doing a baptism. They had never done a baptism in the church. Pastor's been there probably 30 years or so, 26 years. And they've done baptisms outside, but he actually did a baptism in the church. And it turned out it was July, uh, June 6th. The day we did this baptism was like the 30th anniversary of when he took over and, and preached his first sermon there at the church. So it was really neat, neat experience. So I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. We got kids camp coming up. We got youth camp, teenagers coming up next month. Uh, pray for me and my family. I'll be home, I don't know, like six or seven days this whole month. I'm traveling a whole lot this month. Um, but I love it. My dad told me years ago, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. So here I am. Y'all ready to get into it? Father, we love you. We appreciate you. We need you. Uh, we trust you. We thank you so much for your faithfulness in our life. We thank you that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You'll never turn your back on us. And uh, and for that, Father, I am so thankful. Help me to preach your word today. Help those to receive uh, everything that they need in their life. I pray, God, that bodies get healed. I pray that minds are renewed. I pray that the lost are found. And I pray, Father God, that those that need a fresh infilling be filled to overflow. I love you. I appreciate you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Before I go too far, we have a product table in the back. Everything's back there. It's either free or available for a donation. I'm going to sow a couple seeds. I got a DVD of me preaching um, on a, a message called It's Harvest Time. Anybody got like a heart for evangelists? I mean, going out and witnessing and talking to some sinners about Jesus. Anybody got a heart for that? Nobody. Okay. Uh, apparently, Pastor, we need to teach on soul winning around here. Let me ask it again. Maybe you didn't understand me. <laughs> this, oh, okay. All right. Who, who is it? You? I got a DVD, man. Let me. Let me I just want to ask this question now. Does anybody like to win sinners to Jesus? Yeah. 
Okay, the, you know, sometimes I, I think people think preachers were trying to trick him or something. I, I mean, just a serious question. Do you like to win people to Jesus? I got a DVD talking about it. That's it. Do you like winning people to Jesus? Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. He said, yeah. oh, there is a copyright on that, um, by the way. Um, you, you got the right to copy it and give it away to as many people as you want. Um, uh, this one is a CD. I know it's super dated. The teenager's like, CD? What? What What are them things? What is that? Something you fly like a, like a Frisbee, a CD? These, these are what we actually used to listen to music on back in my day. Um, it's it's, it's uh, The CD to these teenagers is the equivalent to the A-track to my generation. It's, it's a little bit dated, but it is what it is. We still got them. And this is a CD called um, The Answer to a One Million and One Questions. If you want to know the answer to a million and one questions, you can find it right here in this DVD, this CD. Yours for only one million and one dollars. Just kidding. It's all free. It's just available. If you want to donate to ministry, it blesses. Anybody want to listen to a CD in your car? Ah, it's my main man. I like you. I, I like this guy, but he is just so cool to be around. Mr. John. All right. I did say your name right, I hope. Okay. Here we go. Let's get in the Bible. Matthew chapter 8. We're going to talk about Jesus. Is that all right? Anybody here love Jesus? As I'm talking tonight, uh, if you have uh, sickness in your body, I want you to know that you don't have to wait and you don't have to uh, prolong this. You can receive it right where you're at. I was ministering at this revival I just talked to you about last week. And uh, as I was preaching, I had what we call a word of knowledge. Basically, God gave me some information on uh, a, par- a part of the body that he wanted to, to heal in somebody's body. Now, I didn't know any anybody was dealing with this. Excuse me, I didn't know anybody, anybody was dealing with this or whatever, but I was just preaching and, and got interrupted by the Holy Ghost. Amen? I said I got interrupted by the Holy Ghost. Amen? I'll drink to that right there. Amen? Uh, double dose. All right. And as I was talking, I was at the, the, the pulpit there, and I just had a word of knowledge for anybody that had any kind of pain in their right lower back. And uh, and so what happened was I gave the word, and there wasn't no big demonstration. Nobody started doing backflips and saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, and running around the church like a good old Pentecostal meeting, which I like those kind of meetings, but it, nothing happened like that. It was just gave the word, everybody acted the same. I went right back to preaching. So I just I just gave the word by faith. Went on, and that meeting ended. Uh, the whole day went the next day. I preached again that next night. And after the service, this young man, teenage boy, comes up with his mom. And they're like, we're going to tell you such and such and such. He goes, he goes after that word you gave, his, his back apparently had been hurting him. He got healed sitting right. He was over in this section. He got healed right in his seat. And... Uh, uh, delivered of back pain right there, a teenage boy that had been struggling with all this pain. And I didn't even know about it for about two days, well, about 24 hours. And so God can heal you even while I'm preaching. Y'all believe that? Guys, I'm telling you, man, this Jesus stuff is real. Like, it's awesome to live for God. And, and I love it because, you know, it only, it, it, it only takes a little bit of faith. Like, we don't have to sit there and try to build ourselves up and do all these spiritual calisthenics. Okay, maybe if I just do enough spiritual jumping jacks, then maybe God will wink at me and help me out. No, He just loves you and wants to help you, period. And I love working with teenagers because they just believe the stuff. And then they get results. Adults, we got to get through all this flaky thinking and religion and life experience that we think 
we call wisdom. I mean, uh, yeah. And then we just struggle and stay hurting. But teenagers are just like, oh, God wants to heal me? Especially little kids? Pfft. Oh, my goodness. OMG. What did Jesus say? Have childlike faith. They just believe, man. And that's all Jesus is asking us to do is believe. And I love how the Bible is so full of faith. And in the very beginning of, of creation, in the very beginning of, of the Bible, there's this thing called the law of first mention. If you study out the scriptures and there's in, in, in biblical study, when you have the law of first mention, there's a, just kind of a, a study rule that the first time you see something mentioned in the Bible, it sets a precedent for every other time it's mentioned throughout scripture. OK, the law of first mention, go study it out. And the first time you see things being created and things happening in the book of Genesis, it comes back to God speaking something and it happens. So basically, God, with this law of first mention from the very beginning of operation in the earth, he established it by speaking faith. And think about the word, because the Bible tells us that in the beginning, was God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says the earth was void, without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, right? Come on, Bible scholars, we know this stuff. And all of a sudden, he's looking at this world. It's, it's void, which means empty. It's uh, darkness is on the face of the deep. It's, it's basically just this thing going on in space, which that's a whole other rabbit trail. That's amazing in and of itself, the way... The earth is spinning and all this stuff. And like we're on this spinning ball. Traveling around outer space. and that, Right? That's amazing in and of itself. And so he sees it. And then all of a sudden he says, light be. And if you study this out or just go back and look at it, you don't even got to study too deep. You'll notice that God said, light be. Or let there be light. And light was. And that was before the sun was even created. Whoa! <laughs> Isn't that cool? And so God is light, the Bible tells us. So light be, God be, just basically myself be proclaimed and, and delivered and manifested within this world. So we set the precedent for speaking things that be not as though they are. And we skip over to, uh, to Genesis uh, further on down when Abram begins to have this conversation with God. And then Paul starts referencing him back in Romans chapter 4. And uh, it says in verse 17 that God calleth those things which be not as though they... Right? So, so, so if I see something that isn't the way it's supposed to be, I can speak something into existence by faith in God's word. Or... I can put faith, belief, trust in something that God has said, and if I'll believe it, I can have it. I know I told you uh, uh, Matthew chapter 8, but, but can you flip over to that other one that I gave you? Check this verse of Scripture, Jesus speaking here, and he really just breaks it down and makes it super simple. And teenagers, if you're coming to Plugged In, uh, don't get upset if you hear this message at camp, okay? He says, Jesus, but I say to you, no, uh, that's Matthew. I'm sorry. Can you go to Mark chapter 11? Starting to talk about judgment of this city over here. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> I can quote it probably, but I'll let you see it too. But he says uh, in Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 22 through 24, he says, have faith in God. Jesus saying, have, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. And he said, it goes on in verse 23. 
have faith in God. For assuredly, guys, I'm telling you the truth here. That whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. I like the song we sang about, you know, basically raising our hallelujah, singing louder than our doubts, right? You don't doubt in your heart, but believes, trusts, or has faith that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, this is real hard to argue when Jesus Christ himself is telling us this. Look at verse 24. Therefore, what's it there for? Well, let's find out. I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, when you talk to God, believe, have faith, trust that you receive them and you will have them. Okay, you want a, you want a modern example of, of faith and prayer and, and calling things to be not. If I get on my phone and I pick up and I call Pastor Guy with my cell phone, I have to put his number in or hit his his contact right on my on my smartphone. I hit the the, the click on the, the button or whatever it is. And then by faith, somehow, some way, I'm just trusting that by me hitting this button, it's gonna call him even though I don't see him in the natural. Let's get, let's use a text message. This is pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna put letters or numbers into this smartphone. Right? I'm going to put it in the box, and I'm going to have Pastor Guy's number at the top here. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, then I'm going to hit on my iPhone. I think it's like a blue arrow or something. I'm going to hit that button. Boom. And somehow, by faith, I am trusting that whatever words I'm putting into this phone is going to somehow leave my phone, travel to some satellite way out in outer space, come back down to his cell phone, and by faith, I'm trusting that the message that I'm speaking or delivering to him is somehow going to get to his cell phone i don't really question it i don't have a, a whole lot of doubt it's going to happen by by faith we believe that these cell phones work do you see how in the natural that don't make sense if you were to tell somebody back in the 50s you're going to put letters and numbers into a computer that you can put into your pocket and then you can go ahead and hit these numbers and letters and hit a button and it'll send it to somebody all the way across the world if you told someone back in the day they would that would be amazing we take it for granted today but you know it takes just as much faith to do that that it would to believe in a god you've never seen it takes faith to believe in a God you've never seen. It takes faith to take the preacher's word that says God loves you when you know you've messed up or you've fallen short, you've beaten yourself up. Oh, don't look at me like y'all are all perfect because I've been the Christian that was saved but didn't feel real saved. Okay, let me try this side over here. They are extra holy tonight, y'all. Okay, they're, they are awesome. Y'all pray for us, okay, because y'all got it going on. So... We understand, right? So when we, not them, but when we were struggling with something, right? And all of a sudden we, we, we recognize, man, okay, I don't really feel safe. Maybe you're conscious of something you did or fell short or whatever your situation was. I know for me, I was born again, had a vision from, from Jesus. Jesus Christ visited me about 20, 21 years ago as a teenager. Uh, I was radically born again, went to uh, a ministry training center. I went to Rama Bible Training Center, and then I was working for a ministry, a church up in Colorado Springs, and 
I had gotten to the spot where, because of some, some bad decisions in my life, I had begun to question if I was even born again. Woo! Miserable. Bull emphasized. It's bad, man. It's bad. And that's a horrible place to be for someone that's, that's had all these encounters with God. And then now your mind is tripping out because you're not quite sure if you're saved. And what happened was I had opened the door to the enemy through a relationship uh, with with this this girl from Bible school. And I won't go on all the details, but oh, my goodness, God, can she please be the one? Again, y'all don't act like I'm all alone. You know, that's the. If you want to be a preacher, welcome to the club. If you've got to be pretty transparent because all your mistakes and different things or whatever, not all, we won't say all, but some of your mistakes and some of your things, you get to be an example for it. All you ought to laugh at me and inside go, oh, thank God he said that. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> so here I am. I opened the door. I knew I shouldn't have been involved with this, this relationship. Saved, love God. Oh, she sang. Her pastors were parents. I'm at Bible school. I'm a young 20-something-year-old. Oh my goodness, this is a ministry's on my mind. Oh yeah, this would be perfect. Except it wasn't. Mm, mm, mm. And so I opened up this door because I, I, I knew that I wasn't supposed to be involved in this relationship down in my spirit. Like, you know when you know. <laughs> Come on now. Y'all know when you know. And you also know when you know, but you don't want to know, so you just don't know, right? Y'all tracking? And you know down here, I knew, didn't mean that person was bad or she was just, it was just not right for us. So finally, I'm in this thing and it opened the door and I started questioning and I could not remember if I'd ever gotten out of my seat. This is how silly it got. I couldn't remember if I ever got out of my seat, walked down to the altar and made this public confession of jesus down at the altar and i took this scripture or where you know if you deny me before men i'll deny you before my father and i took it the devil was just eating my lunch just beating me up i was so condemned i was so beat up i felt so just unworthy i was scared i had fear just tormenting my mind and i remember one time i i had fallen short in an area and i was like you know what i'm gonna get god and maybe try to uh, maybe he'll wink at my mistake and so I'm going to go witness to somebody. So I had just fallen short in an area. He said, what would you do? None of your business. I had fallen short in an area. I said, okay, I'm going to go witness to somebody. So I get in my little Ford Ranger. I'm driving, driving, driving. And I see this couple. I said, okay, I'm going to go tell them about Jesus. So I drove up to them. It's nighttime. I'm in Oklahoma. And all of a sudden, uh, I see this couple. They see this random, strange, oh, gosh, I was probably 24 years old at this time. And I'm pulling up. And I was like, hey. Y'all know Jesus? Jesus loves you. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's, he, he wants to save you. I gave him some quick little spiel, and I was totally doing it out of works to try to get God to, like, wink at me, and maybe if I did this work, he would, like, love me more. So I did it, and they were looking at me like, weirdo, like, okay, dude, you know what I mean? So I peeled out of there, got away, and I felt good because I did a duty, and I, I began to get, get this whole mindset. This is not in my notes, so hopefully this is for somebody. But I began to get this mindset that uh, I had to like earn God's love. I had to earn His forgiveness. And then He took me on this amazing journey, and it got to the point, because I got born again 
as a teenager on my mom's white leather couch. And he took me back to this spot and the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. And he, he made this this reference, this image in my heart that Zachary, even if you would have stayed on that white leather couch and you would have simply just had faith in Jesus, you would have believed that Jesus was the, the, the penalty for your sin. You would received Jesus in your heart. You were a believer born again and you just stayed on that couch for the rest of your life and died and never did any kind of work for God. I still would have loved you. And I don't know, that just set me free. And now here I am, going to be home six days in the whole month of June, out doing works for God and preaching God. But I'm not doing it in the sense because I'm trying to earn His love now. Now I'm doing it because I love God and He's been so good to me and this is the call of God on my life and I get to. You see the shift? So faith says, even though it's not, I'm calling it what I want it to be. All right. We've got about 12 minutes. We'll get you out of here. Go back to Matthew chapter 8 real quick, would you? Sorry, that was a way big, long... I don't know if I should say sorry. That was a way big, long rabbit trail. It wasn't in my notes, but um, I'm trusting that was for somebody. Amen? Verse uh, 1, chapter 8, Matthew. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The man said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Let's keep reading. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. So within this passage, we've already seen Jesus' willingness to heal. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Can you look at your neighbor and just say, speak a word. Just speak a word. Just speak a word. Just speak a word. And my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have, as you have, as you have, as you have. No, I'm not a broken record. I'm trying to make a point. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Say law on that for a moment. He's walking in town. The leper comes in. The leper was in that day uh, an outcast of society. You didn't touch the leper. You didn't touch the leper. Fear was connected. You touch the leper. Maybe you get leprosy. Your hand falls off. They were outcasts of society. The leper meets him and says, Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, 
you can make me clean. And many of us in the church today have this same mindset. Not, Lord, I know you're my healer. We have the mindset, Lord, if you're willing. Basically, a case, Sarah, Sarah will be, what will be, will be. You know, hey, God, maybe if you decide to wink at me today, I might get my blessing. But Jesus took all that out of the, out of the picture, and he took all that out of the air, and he made it very clear in his answer to healing this man. And he says, I am willing. And Pastor Church of DeSoto County here in Horn Lake, Mississippi, you! I got good news for you today. Not only is God not mad at you, not only does Jesus love you, not only does he got a really good plan for your life, but he's willing to heal your body. Like, what else do you want? Like, Period. Like, that's it. I am willing. Be cleansed. The man didn't have to beg. The man didn't have to cry. The man didn't have to go give an offering to get a... Oh, I won't go down that road. He had to do all this stuff. He simply said, Lord, if you're willing, you can And Jesus answered, I am willing. And immediately, immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. So he goes on, he's walking down the street. And some people, if you go look at it, and I think it's in Luke, it gives a little more details of the story. These people had come and talked about this centurion. He was a really good guy to Israel. And so, you know, they, they love this guy. And uh, so Jesus is going. He's, he's being a blessing, and he comes. And as he was coming, the centurion comes out, and he's like, whoa, 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 my, my paraphrase. You, you, you're not, you, you don't need to come into my house. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. I don't need you to come into my house and touch him. I don't need you to come in and do all these things. All you got to do is speak the word. All you got to do is speak the word. Look, Jesus, I already believe in you, man. I already know what you're capable of. I already love your people. I, I'm, I'm in. Like, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm fully loaded. I'm fully in. Here we go. Just speak the word. And Jesus, the Bible says, marveled at that. He was astonished. Whoa. And if this, this, this one man in all the Bible that we, we get to talk about forever and ever and ever is the one man that Jesus said, hey, I have not found faith like this in all of Israel. Now, Israel was the people that were supposed to know all about God. They were the wise people. They were the ones that knew all the ins and outs of God. But now this Gentile, this foreigner, this one that's not in the family is doing something that God was wanting his own people to do the whole time. Just believe. I have a servant. I say, go, he goes. I say, come, he comes. If I say something, it happens. Jesus, I know you got the authority to command sickness to leave, and it leaves. Jesus, I know you got the power to say no, and it'll stop. Jesus, I know you got the power to to speak to the storm and command it 
to cease. Come on, raise your hands right now. Father, if you need healing in your body in the name of Jesus, I declare healing into you right now. Somebody may be dealing with some stomach pain, some ulcers. I command that stomach right now in the name of Jesus to be healed. No more pain. No more pain. All that stress, leave you now in Jesus' name. God, may they have the greatest meal without any burning they've ever had in the name of Jesus. Anybody? With pain in your knee or your legs, I command those legs, that restless leg syndrome to cease. God, give them the best night's sleep they've ever had in their life. May their legs be at rest in Jesus' name. I declare uh, 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 even even into the veins, God. Mm. I declare even into the veins, God, that the blood flow just begin to flow in the back of their thighs and down their calf and the back of their knees. I command these legs to be made whole in Jesus' name. I trust in you, God. I believe in you, Jesus. He said, speak the word only. Only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I come to you as a servant of Jesus, not just a servant, but as a child of God, not just a child of God, but as an ambassador, as a representative of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Guys, he's healed me. He's delivered me. I'm not just preaching to you stuff I've read about in a book. I'm not just preaching to you Bibles, a story out of the Bibles. Guys, I've seen it. I've been a part of it. There's people that have been healed where I've been around. Why? Because Zachary Bigley's so cool. No, I promise you it ain't because of me. But it's because of the God I serve. And I'm just wild and crazy enough to believe that if I speak something by faith, Nick, it'll happen. I'm just wild and crazy enough to believe that if I start declaring some things and decreeing some things, it'll be established. I'm just wild and crazy enough to believe that if I'll speak the word and I'll believe what Jesus said, I can have what the great centurion had as well. Healing, deliverance. This man did not even need healing for his own body. He had love for people. His servant, his employee, who is dear to his heart. He wanted his family member, per se. His employee healed. How many of you guys got loved ones that are lost, dying, sick, disgusted, busted, and broke? And you say, God, I need some help with my people. Jesus connected great faith to a man that didn't even want healing for himself, but wanted it for somebody else. My brother, bless his heart, he's 48 years old, 47, I think he'll be 48 in November. He was born in 71, whatever that comes up to. And, and he was an atheist up until about maybe close to two years ago. Drugs, alcohol, bad, like went off the deep end, didn't know if he was dead or alive. I prayed for Michael, I prayed for him, I prayed for him, prayed for my mom, prayed for him. Finally, not that I say I gave up, but I just, honestly, I just stopped praying for him. And I guess, you know, you can only pray so much, you got to eventually just go live your life, right? And um, so I just began to live my life, and he was watching me and watching me and watching me. Well, he goes off the deep end, long story short, he ends up getting born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, wants to be in ministry now, going to church. It took him... 40-something years, but bless God, he got it before he died. He ain't doing drugs no more. He ain't stealing and robbing and doing the stuff he did. He's going to church on Sundays. He ain't being forced to. Hey, did you go to church? He's, he's willingly showing up. That's a heart change. And God is looking to heal bodies tonight. So if you're in this place tonight, you say, Zachary, um, uh, can I put my Bible and my stuff next to you? Now, if my phone rings and it's it's anybody in politics, just call them and you can tell them I'm preaching and then we'll I'll talk to them later. OK, 
Or if it's another pastor wanting me to preach, say, I'm preaching at Passion tonight. You're just going to have to call later. Don't order any pizza either, please. So it, you're in here tonight, and I don't know if we, if we can get this moved out of the way, if that's possible. Let me get my water. Because I want to lay hands on anybody that wants it. Look, you may not want it. And at praise team, can we come up? Can we Can we get on the thing? Yeah. You need healing? Well, you're going to get it. Because God supplies all your needs. I believe that. You know what? And let me just do this. I got goosebumps. The AC just kicked on. I don't know. But here's the beautiful thing, guys. You have to get this. Like, we got to kick fear out of our lives. And and I'll tell you a story about a woman that I was preaching for in, in West Alabama, born and raised. Anyway. That's a Fresh Prince reference in case you didn't. So I, I, it was in this section over here, and this lady was sitting about where Anita was, and there was, uh, uh, she was she's a grandma. She is a grandma. She's sitting about right here. You're a grandma too? Okay. But this lady, I don't think he is a grandma. So I'm sitting, I'm preaching, and I'm testifying, telling about some cool stuff God did. And all of a sudden, this lady interrupts my sermon or my, my talking. You know, you get thrown off a little bit. It's like, what? She kicks her feet out, and she had, ended up having like this um, this x-ray of her back and where she had had some stuff done, had some pain since she was a kid, and one of her legs was shorter. She kicks her legs out. She's like, I'm ready for my blessing or whatever she said. I'm like, oh, whoa, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready. I hadn't been praying extra long. I had I didn't feel real spiritual. Matter of fact, I had just driven about two hours just to this meeting on Sunday morning. If we can bring it down just just a little bit, please. She kicks her feet out, and I'm like, all right, so here we go. So I'm kind of just think, listening on the inside, seeing if this is what the Holy Ghost wants to do or if this woman was just disrupting my service. And I sense go forward with it. So she kicks her legs out, and I'm here. Grandma, keep in mind that she's an important part of this story. So she's over here. She kicks her feet, and I'm just down here, and the crowd's looking at me like y'all are looking at me. And I got this lady's hands in my, in my, uh, her legs in my hand. And by faith, I'm speaking, leg, you grow in the name of Jesus. But meanwhile, my mind was going, what if it doesn't happen? All these people are looking at me. You know, all that self-conscious fear stuff. Uh, what if this is going to be embarrassing if it doesn't happen? You know, all this so like super me, me, me focused in my head. But my spirit, my voice, my faith was declaring in the name of Jesus, leg you grow. And I got this woman's legs in my hand and I'm seeing her legs right here. And I did this. I said, y'all tell me what you see. And grandma gets up over here. She looks over here, looks at her legs that had become even. She looks at her legs. She looks at the audience. You got to keep in mind, it's a grandma. She looks down. She goes. <laughs> so we got two thumbs up from grandma. So we're good. And the lady, she ended up testifying later that she, you know, her, 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 not only did that happen with her legs, but this pain that she had had in her back since she was like 15. She's probably, I would guess, maybe in her 40s. She got healed from a pain she had had in her back since she was like 14 just by having faith. And I said all that to say, sometimes when it comes to ministering to people, and this is something you guys can take home. Like, just because you don't feel adequate doesn't mean God won't work through you. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand, God spoke through a donkey. If He's talking through you, He also talked through a donkey. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? You, 
you're all that, but I mean, you ain't all that. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what we got to stay humble. It ain't about us. It's about God in us. And the Bible says that we can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You don't even have to have hands laid on you. If you'll just receive your blessing by faith, you can have it. That may mean you just got to get up and start running. That may, may mean you, if you had back pay, you may just need to get out of your seat to start doing some, some bends. I don't know, whatever your thing is. Sometimes it's by faith. There's the story when Jesus saw the, the guy at, uh, that had the infirmity some 38 years. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Jesus knew he had been there a long time, the Bible says. Uh, Jesus, no disrespect, but I think the question's, the answer's obvious. He's been laying there 38 years. Of course he wants to get well. Or does he? Sometimes these sicknesses, these diagnoses, we carry around like pets. We don't want to get rid of them. I'll tell you a story about... Ah, better not. I'll say it like this. Sometimes if it affects our government paycheck, we'll keep our sickness. That's no condemnation. Don't ever receive condemnation. But it's a challenge. And don't do anything if you're not feeling led to do it. If you don't got the faith, do it. Don't just do it just because. But if I can leave here and challenge you a little bit, what if you decide to step out by faith? What if you actually step out of the boat and the water held you? What if you actually spoke to the mountain and it removed? What if, as our brother talked in the offering, you gave and didn't fear it not coming back to you? What if we just abandoned ourselves to Jesus? And what if we just got rid of the ABCs and the one, two, threes, and we just began to believe God and take Him at His word and say, Jesus, You said it. I believe it. That's great faith. Jesus, I believe it. That settles it. By His stripes, I was healed. That settles it. I can have what I say. Body, be healed. Mind, be healed. Marriage, be healed. Finances, be healed. In Jesus' name. And what if I actually believed what I preached? So if you need healing in your body, and you would allow me to lay hands on you as an act of faith, sometimes you need a point of contact. It's 8.06. I'm not trying to prolong this. But if you would, would you get out of your seat and allow me to pray with you? I'm not forcing anybody, but if you want it, be bold. And another thing, thank you for being bold. I've learned over the years it takes one person just to step up and others will follow. Just stand right here and just face the band and you just can begin to worship. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. I love it. Come on. Just stand next to my sister. I see you got a knee brace. Is that what you're coming up for? All right, cool. Sometimes you don't even need the Holy Ghost. You just see they're wearing a knee brace. They want their knee healed. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I love Jesus. Don't you love Jesus? It'd be good.
He's so good. There's a doctrine called the laying on of hands, and it's real simple. The anointing of God that's in all of us as believers is available to heal and to remove every burden and destroy every yoke. Okay? And sickness is a burden. Sickness is a yoke. I got little kids, and when they get sick, you know what happens when we got to take them to the doctor? We got to pay money to that doctor. Even though we got insurance, we still got to do these things called co-pays. So you know what? Sickness doesn't only just affect your body. You know what else? It affects your money. And when God may be wanting you to support a missionary or maybe just take your wife on a date or, I don't know, buy your kids a Happy Meal at McDonald's. I don't know what it is. You're having to pay doctors to take care of sickness that Jesus has already provided for us. So guys, it's, it's, it's sickness doesn't just affect your body. It also affects those that are taking care of you and the stress that comes along with it. So sickness is nasty. Pain is not the best. And so I'm simply here to I'm simply here to tell you today that Jesus loves you. He ain't mad at you. He's got a really good plan for your life. Yeah, that's right, brother. And he wants you well. He wants you healed. So can we just worship before we get too far? Is everybody in this line want healing? Is that is that what we're all here for? Okay. So if we could just lift our hands and say, why do I got to lift my hands? It's just a way of opening ourselves to Jesus. The Bible says we lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. It's, it's just our way. I, I gave this example. It's when you're a little kid and, and you wanted mom or dad to hold you. you. You lifted your hands up. Pick me up. Hold me. Hold me. Hold me. So we're just, we're just simply saying, Jesus, hold me. Father God, hold me tonight. So in the name of Jesus, I'm going to come by and lay my hands on you. And your job is just to receive you don't have to earn it from God. He already gave it. Matter of fact, it's already done. You're already healed. You simply receive it now in Jesus' name. Father, we bless you. Jesus. Receive your healing. Receive everything you need from the Father. Receive it by faith. Bless the Lord. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.